0: What do an award-winning filmmaker, the greatest open water swimmer in the world, and a Silicon Valley CEO have in common? They all overcame hurdles, big and small, and took risks to bring
1: their truth and purpose into the world. These are just some of the fascinating people we've been privileged enough to meet throughout our journeys as leadership coaches, business partners, and lifelong friends. And we are so excited to bring their stories to you because we believe that hearing people's stories firsthand has the power to transform, teach and motivate you to lead from the inside out. Welcome to the Inside
0: Journey. Good morning, Kim. Good morning. How are you? Good. What a big day for us, right? It's it's our our first episode for this beautiful podcast that we're recording and I don't know how you're feeling, but uh, I have some butterflies in my tummy. <laughs> it's so beautiful and i'm so proud of us and i'm so happy that we're here today and you know kim and i had lots of plans of doing this together in the same room but for all of you listening you know that the world is going through a huge 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 transition right now so much grief so much heaviness so much stuff to think about with this coronavirus so we are just wanting to let you know that we're thinking of all of you and and kim you and i even thought is this the right time to launch this podcast and then at the end of the day we decided yeah It really is because if there's ever been a time to feel connected, to feel like you are not alone, to learn some new things, it's now.
1: Couldn't agree more. And so many people that we're talking to, friends, clients, are really, they have a little more time to ask some bigger questions. You know, about we just talked so much about how am I going to choose to navigate through this Mm -hmm. and show up as a family member and a business person and a colleague and a leader and. You know, so it's kind of the perfect time to be launching this because we talk about these kinds of things in our podcasts.
0: That's right. And that's what this podcast is going to be about. You know, it's we got so excited and thinking about all the interesting people we've met over the years and that we could invite on for interviews. And then as it evolved, Kim and I also thought, wow, what if we interspersed these episodes with just us talking about lessons from those interviews and and tools and strategies and things that we could share with you from our own lives and from the things that we teach in our work. And so it's going to be a mix of interviews and us geeking out on the things we love and sharing with you lots of new tools. And I mean, Kim, do you want to speak to like the whole journey of why we even called it the Inside Journey? Yes. I think that is a
1: great place to start. You know, so much of the work we do with leaders and teams to help them develop their leadership is inside out, right? We talk so much about before you can lead a team, lead another person, lead an organization, or make any big changes in your own life, it starts with really being able to kind of understand and lead yourself and this idea of self-awareness. And, you know, it's so fascinating because I think while you and I over the past 20 plus years have coached so many different kinds of people, In so many different situations, whether it's CEOs stepping into their leadership or people making big changes in their life or people, you know, trying to be the best versions of themselves at work, it feels like the common denominator is all of these people who have really, quote unquote, successful external lives also have really rich inner lives.
0: Yeah.
1: And have done so much in terms of facing their fears and stepping out of their comfort zone and listening to their intuition and following their purpose. And that's what you and I are most fascinated with is people's inside journeys.
0: Yeah. And you know, we've been talking a lot about how it's one thing to learn to be self-aware and to read and to do your, your personal growth and to take risks when times are good. It's a whole nother deal to practice self-awareness when times are completely uncertain, unpredictable. Things are being taken away from you and fear is rampant. And I've been personally feeling so alive and tested lately with all of this because for as much work as I've done on myself, I've had so many days where I have completely fallen off the self-aware wagon. (laughs) Yeah. I have been a mixture of rage and anger about what is being taken away from our world right now and what we can and can't do and feeling rebellious and wanting to blame other people. It's so interesting. I've been such a low level version of myself in moments and then getting back to center and feeling complete and utter surrender and gratitude for what is going on and learning about myself and seeing people wake up to ideas and things about themselves they didn't even know unless this time it happened. And so it's just like this complete roller coaster. But what I'm really seeing is, can we walk the talk when everything around us is falling apart?
1: I love that so much. And I struggle with that myself. And I know so many people around us do. So I'm curious, Joe, for you, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: how do you manage when you're being, like you said, a low-level version of yourself? You know, how do you how do you deal with that? Do you try to find the silver lining? Do you distract? What do you do to kind of move through that and get to that other side?
0: Such a good question. You know, I feel like my body is the complete first alarm system. And I have two kind of things that go on in my body. One, I can start to get, feel real angry. Like if ah, I see a piece of news that I don't like, all of a sudden I start to really get judgmental. That that my body lights up and I start to get judgmental and without awareness it can just take me down this huge rabbit hole right and I can find myself sharing really negative news pieces with people and saying can you believe this and what a you know what and yeah right you've been on the other end Kim we it was just Saturday morning
1: I was in such a good mood the sun was out I was looking at the beautiful nature around me and I you and I are on a text string and my phone was firing up and I glanced at the text messages and there was so much anger about something that a friend had read in the news and you and I had a quick chat about it. It's like,
0: how do we hold both? Yeah. And so I wasn't perfect. It was me that shared that, that rant, right? (laughs) It was me. And I, you know, it didn't take very long for me to realize what is going on because I think when you blame other people or you get really mad, It's a chance to distract yourself from how you actually really feel because if you can blame it on someone else, then you don't have to feel it anymore, right? Yeah. And that is exactly what I had to sit with. I had to take a deep breath and I had to ask myself, what's really going on with me right now? And once I did that and took a deep breath and realized that I'm just feeling so out of control and so sad, then all of a sudden I could feel my energy come back, right? Because I think that when we're in blame or anger or resentment it feels really good in the short term but in the end it blocks you from all the information that's really trying to come in or the support and help that's really trying to come in it blocks you so to be honest Kim talking with you was the big jolt back to my center for you to say you know Johanna I'm on a walk and I just can't deal with anger right now made me see how toxic that was not only for me but for the people around me and I got back I got back to center.
1: Yeah. And we talked on that walk too about a beautiful um, piece of advice that a dear friend who's going to be on this podcast at some point said, feel the feeling, not the story, right? And just this idea of whatever the feeling is, whether it's gratitude or rage or incredible sadness to feel into that. It's like Angelus Arian used to say, looping when we are fixated with that story and we're in our head and we're blaming and we're judging and that can go on and on and on and on. But when we kind of turn the lights off in our mind and just sort of feel the feeling in our body, then it does move through us.
0: Yep. And that's what I'm, I think that this whole coronavirus and everything the world's going on, it's been a huge wake-up call for me to feel all my feelings. I love to feel the positive emotions, the when transformation happens, when people grow and, and learn and make big big shifts in their life. I'm just obsessed with that. I love it. I would say I'm not as comfortable with having to feel sadness, feel anger, feel all those shadowy emotions. And I think for all of us we've been pushed there more than any other time in our life. And I'm grateful for it. I'm learning. I'm not perfect at it. But when my body lights up and I start to blame or shame or get rageful, that's my wake-up call. I need to take a deep breath and I need to stop communicating and I need to sit down and ask myself what's really going on. Yeah. Kimmy, what's been going on with you with this podcast or even this time? Like, What ups and downs have you been having? I'm trying to take it one day at a time. I think when I
1: get my fast forward or, you know, I, I find that, that, um, that voice in my head, that total inner critic kind of judgment, whether it's homeschooling, you know, I'm not cut out for the homeschooling. Mm-hmm. It's been, uh, it's a lot better than yeah. it was two weeks ago, you know, cause I'm getting, it's, it, there's so much new, there's so much change. And I just, I've, I've had this Revelation that it's so much easier to coach other people and to dole out the advice and the tool. Try this tool. This tool will really work, you know? And this is such a great opportunity for me to really put these tools into practice myself as it relates to my parenting. And, you know, I think with the podcast too, like we talked about six months ago, it was this idea and we're planning and we're picking our guests and we're putting all the marketing together and, That was so fun and so energizing and it continues to be so energizing. And on the other side of that is the discomfort of doing something completely new, you know, being a complete beginner. And I feel like, you know, I've I've been doing this kind of work for over 15 years as you have as well. And so we haven't really been, I haven't really been a beginner in a really long time. Yep. And we've talked so much about how I'm, it's so it's so exciting, it's so fun, it's exhilarating. I've never felt more alive and more creative in my work. Yep. And what comes with that is, you know, some fear and some like, oh my gosh, can I really do this? And it's like we, ha- I have these two voices, one on one shoulder that's like, you got this, this is going to be amazing. It's such a great idea. It's going to be so fun. And then the other voice, it's like don't do this, this isn't the right time, you don't have enough X, Y, Z, you know, experience, whatever. And it's just listening to both voices, but not letting the the self-doubt be in the driver's seat.
0: Exactly. I don't think either of us had any idea when we started this journey around bringing other people's inside journeys to everybody and, and harvesting the lessons and sharing our tips and tools and strategies and really, really going deep with that. I don't think either one of us had a clue that it would be one of the biggest inside journeys we both would take with ourselves. And like Kim said, it hasn't been all fear. You know, I've had big, big, what ifs, like what if no one listens to it? And what if it's not interesting for people? And Kim, I know you've had big what ifs of am I the right person to do a podcast? Why, why would it be me? Who am I? Mm -hmm. But both of us have supported one another to see the bigger picture. And I have to say to all of you, it's such a rush when you don't let fear win, and you do something that you really, really care about. And you keep on taking one step in front of the other. Yeah. What comes into your life? It's like the biggest reward makes me emotional.
1: You are not only such an amazing colleague and partner and co-facilitator. And, you know, we, we do so much work together, which is so fun. I pinch myself every day.
0: Yeah. Knowing each other at 16, going to college together, living in the city together. Kim moved to New York. I've never been so devastated in my life. She was thrilled over the moon. I mean, and walking arm in arm through the streets of New York City yeah. and seeing her life unfold in beautiful ways and getting older together and then finding ourselves unbelievable, really following our heart and our passion with our work and helping groups and teams and, and organizations wake up to their full potential. Who would have thought back at UCLA that you and I would fall into the same type of work Mm -hmm. and geek out on it and then end up doing this podcast together?
1: The podcast and our whole journey of how we arrived at working together with clients is such a reminder that yes, it's important to have a plan and to take action and you have to really let things flow, you know, and let them evolve naturally. You can't force things. You have to pay attention to, is this the right time? And I feel like because we've had no timeline, when when you first brought up the idea of doing a podcast back in... Yeah,
0: April, April of
1: 2019. There we were in Fort Lauderdale, just completed a, a really amazing leadership retreat. And we were celebrating with margaritas at a restaurant. And you were like... Kim, I have this idea. You were so excited to share it with me. I think we should launch a podcast. <laughs> and
0: I remember I was like, gulp. I thought you were going to go so bonkers and <laughs> get so excited.
1: I know it's so funny. I was like, "Oh my god, I love podcasts and I would listen to you all day." I don't know. This is, you know, I kind of was intrigued but cautious at the same time and yep. But then we didn't do it right then and there. You know, we
0: kind of just, it was like this little seed you planted. It was. And you know what? This is something else that I think is a great kind of reminder for everybody. First time ideas, sometimes they don't land, but they come back. And I have to say, I believed in us. I believe that we could do this. I believe you'd be the perfect partner for a podcast. I know you inside and out. When I work with you, it's pure magic. And, you know, when you're in a partnership or friendship or collaboration, whether it's professional or personal, it's magical because when someone doesn't see it, but the other person does, you can support each other to bring it to fruition because not both people are always strong at the same time. That's right. And because of our trust
1: and our friendship, I was able to be really honest with you about, I think actually this is a brilliant idea. I have my doubts or my concerns, you know, and if I, I think about like, if I didn't know you as well or trust you as well. I may have held those in and just, and then,
0: and then it may not have ever come to fruition. That's right. So we need each other. We need each other when we have the fear to be able to reflect back that it's still possible. Like we can do this. That's right. And for, I always tell that to clients, you know,
1: when you work with these people, you spend so much time together. Your ability to really open up and share builds trust. And it's so critical to bring your
0: best thinking and your most creativity to the table. Yeah. And you know, this is not the first time that Kim and I have really, really supported each other in a big freaking leap in life. Yeah. I can remember when I got proposed to to possibly marry my current husband, Kurt, he sprung it on me and I had so much fear. I loved this man like no other man, but there were a lot of things that were going to change in my life. I was going to have to move from the Bay Area. I was going to have to reestablished my life somewhere where I didn't know anyone because he was a professor and was getting a job somewhere in the country that I wasn't sure about. And I had so much fear. And when I told Kim, Kim, what, what was I at your apartment in New York? I think you were. You were visiting me. Yeah.
1: And what did you say to me? I was just like, Johanna, I mean, from the outside looking in, it's a no brainer. Right? It was such a no-brainer. You had completely fallen in love with this man. Yes. He's amazing. What an exciting opportunity. But I could have talked to you till I was blue in the face. You had to see it for yourself.
0: I know, but it helped so much for someone who loved me and saw me to say, take the leap. This is okay. I had so much fear and I ended up saying yes, and it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. But boy, was that scary.
1: Well, and it, it's so funny because I think that people who, who look at you think, oh my gosh, she's such a risk taker. She mm-hmm. is a world traveler. You, you have made so many cool changes in your life and um, have birthed so many amazing things. So it's easy to think that you're so not change averse. Mm-hmm. And, and yet you shared something with me the other day. You realized that when it comes to change, it is hard for you sometimes. It's
0: very hard. There's certain things I'm so rigid with. When I see it a certain way, I don't want to accept that it could change. And that's why this, of course, this whole thing with the world right now has just been taking my breath away left and right. But yeah, I, I thought I was going to live in San Francisco my whole life. How, how could a man take me away from where I live? But at the end of the day, the love was greater than the geography and I had to take the leap. And I really thank you for being by my side and not judging me for it. But also being a little tough love and saying, Remember that. Remember what you might be turning away from.
1: Right. Don't put fear in the driver's seat. You that's know, right. it's not to say that that fear isn't natural or you're, you're human. I know. One of my greatest regrets would be that I I never even read the book, but I of course recite the book all the time. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. You know, just this idea of feel it, but don't let that be the one that's making
0: the decisions. Yep. You don't get all the good stuff on the other side. We wouldn't be doing this episode if we let our fear back in Fort Lauderdale stop us. And talk about what's happened with you. You want to tell them about the big leap you took?
1: Yeah, well, I feel like some of the big leaps I've taken career-wise, you've been at every pivotal moment. You were there when I decided to, to leave San Francisco and move to New York and just find a job. And I found a job in fashion and marketing, and it was really fun and exciting for a couple years. But then quickly realized I wanted something more meaningful and worked with you as my not only dear friend, but my coach to help me really find this work that I do now and find my purpose, which is really to empower people. And, So I was with this company in New York for seven years. And then I decided I wanted to move to the Bay Area and they let me move to back home to the Bay Area and open a San Francisco office. And I, so I now fast forward, I've got two babies and uh, 12 years at this amazing company. I absolutely love the people, the work I'm doing. The money's good. They're treating me so well. They're like, you don't wanna work full-time, work part-time. You don't wanna travel, don't travel because you have small kids at home. You know, they really did as much as they could to keep me happy,
0: yep,
1: and I felt like I just felt like it was it was good, but I there was just this little part of me that wanted to go out on my own and be an entrepreneur and have my own business and have total control and flexibility with my schedule because I had small kids at home, and it was really hard for me though to leave something really good because I've never started my own business before. And what if I don't get any clients? And what if like a six months from now, I totally regret my decision? And it was yes. working with you. I'll never forget sitting in your living room in Mill Valley where you were helping me kind of unpack those, the concerns I had and muster up the courage to, to leave a good situation for the hope of something even better.
0: Yep, yeah, And I just, I think that again, when people have so much fear and they're witnessed, they can move through it because the other person doesn't feel that, 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 that paralyzing, those paralyzing what ifs. And so I feel so grateful. We've been there for each other through so many leaps and here we are doing another big leap and it's a different kind of leap though, because I feel like we're bringing our passion, our learning, our care, our wisdom to the world. And we cannot wait to share it with you guys. We're really, really excited and we've been thinking about who we want to interview. We, we've already done an interview with Steph Warnick, the president of Mondo, amazing company we've done work with and about her transformation. That's going to be the next episode that comes out. Yep. We, are, we did an incredible interview that we have to work on to get ready for you all, but it's with Kim Chambers and she's the greatest open water swimmer in the world. She's absolutely amazing on the inside and out, what she's done to take risks in her own life, but also to grow herself in terms of her own Ability to trust yourself, to walk away when things are not right anymore, to love, to all of that good stuff. Then we have Eric Barrage, the CEO, former CEO of Blue Wolf,
1: who sold his company to IBM, who not only is he an author and a TED speaker and just was so successful, but he is one of the most inspiring and compassionate and caring leaders I've ever worked with. And he was just so funny
0: in our interview and just so wise. And we just are so thankful for for you all and for the people who supported us in our life and the people who are going to tune in and we're hopefully going to have some of our episodes be coaching, be having people, you that are, you know, our listeners type in some questions or maybe have you live about things that you're dealing with and ways that you want to follow your truth, but how you're being held back or situations at work or situations at home. And you're just... Really wanting to share it. And so we can coach you through it. And when everyone does that, we learn from each other, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think one of our takeaways from our first episode that we'll be launching with Stephanie Wernick, when she talks so much about empathy and really leading from sort of the outside in, well, leading from the inside out, but really having your tuning into how people are feeling and what are they needing and leading from that place. Mm -hmm. So then we thought, okay, well, then the next episode, you and I are going to just talk about empathy and ways to cultivate more empathy with the people around you at work. So many people are really asking themselves, you know, how do I want to make a difference right now? How do I want to show up? What kind of leader do I want to be in these times? And I love that Mm -hmm. story that you told maybe you could tell Yeah, me I
0: was thinking it was like a, the analogy that came to my mind was like a forest fire. You know, we have a lot of forest fires out here in California and they're scary and they're unpredictable and they're also a part of nature. Their nature needs a good forest fire to burn out the overgrowth and the crap and the stuff that keeps the new seeds from cracking open and growing. And I feel like right now, each person right now in the world is having their own personal forest fire. These Really hot flames are whipping through our lives and they're burning out a lot of stuff we thought we needed, but we don't. They're showing us who our connections are and who they aren't. And they are clearing the way for some new seedlings to crack open. In fact, I think the manzanita tree can only, the seed can only open in a forest fire. So there's new seeds. It's also painful. There's casualties. Like it's, it's real. But if we can see, this is happening for us, not to us. Everything can change. So, how is this happening for you? What are you clearing out that you thought you needed, you don't need anymore? What new ideas and new seedlings are birthing right now? Where do you feel shook into your core? How and how can you embrace that? You know, all of it. I
1: love that. Those are such powerful questions. I feel like I want to journal on them right now. I know.
0: Hey, that's, that's our assignment. We'll journal on them and maybe you guys can journal on them too. If you imagine this is a forest fire going through your life for you, not to you, what is it doing? How is it changing you? What is it opening up for you? What are you letting go of? What are you going to birth?
1: Thank you all so much for listening to our very first episode. We do want feedback. We do want to hear from you. And stay tuned for many more good conversations with really interesting people. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Have a beautiful,
0: beautiful day and we'll talk to you soon. That's all for now. If you're inspired by this podcast, hop on over to InsideJourney.com for more episodes and to learn about our work with leaders and teams. And make sure to subscribe to InsideJourney.com so you never miss an episode. As Brene Brown wisely said, When we deny our stories,
1: they define us. When we own our stories, we get to write a brave new ending. We couldn't agree more. Own your story. Love your story. Share your story.
0: You never know who it can inspire. Thanks for tuning in. Can't wait for more juicy conversations with you next month.